Hello, and welcome to episode 205 of the End Focus podcast. I am your irregular host, Andrew Brown. Sylvia is out this week, but we are joined by our regular co-host, Rosalie, the little record girl. Hello, Rosalie. Hello. All right, we had our longest episode ever last time. Uh, I think we're going to have a shorter one this time to uh, balance things out. (laughs) (laughs) So let's jump right in with what we played this week. So I'll start out. I played a new indie release on Switch called Bear and Breakfast. It's one I've been looking forward to for over a year now. Uh, you play as a bear named Hank who gets roped into running a string of B&Bs, uh, bed and breakfasts, across uh, this forest wilderness that recently uh, suffered some kind of calamity that made all the people leave, but they're starting to come back. Uh, and the, the kind of the joke of the game is... Everything is being run through, not exactly an app, but basically an Airbnb uh, app uh, using these kiosks that are shaped like a shark. So (laughs) Hank is able to run the B&Bs because nobody realizes he's a bear. (laughs) And even for a little while, while you're walking around running things, you just has Hank as his bear self. And when people see him, they, they get scared and run away, but... You start unlocking new costume pieces. Like right now, I have them in a hat and a pair of pants, and now people aren't scared of him anymore. <laughs> it's a very, very silly game. And it's half a management game, and it's half an adventure game. And the adventure half, you, you walk around this forest area, and you do quests for the characters. They're pretty fetch questy. You just have to go to a certain area and pick up an item and take it back to the person. The story continues from there. It's it's not that complicated, but the area you can walk around is pretty large and pretty interesting to look at and uh, keeps you occupied, gives you something to do while you're doing the management half of the game because it does have a complete tool set that lets you build your bed and breakfasts, and there are four or five, I think there are five total buildings of escalating size and complexity that you can move into, and you can completely set up all the rooms inside however you want you can't change the the shape of the buildings unfortunately but whatever you want to put inside is completely up to you like in the first one you unlock is basically just a little shack that you put some bedrooms in and the next one you have to add bathrooms and there's a bar you can build that'll attract some people and the third one you can add kitchens and that's where it adds the cooking mini game and it progresses from there i've want to really have been enjoying it because it's a really fun idea it's a really cute game it's a really charming game but the interface on switch is just atrocious it is a constant struggle just to play the management half of this game because i never know where my cursor is at Uh, this this game is pretty heavy on using ui elements that you click on to make everything work it's clearly a game that's been designed to be played with a mouse and how you play it with a gamepad is you press y to switch between controlling hank and the interface overlay and when i press y i never know where the cursor is at i have to keep pressing b and y until i get it to where i want it to be it just seems to bug out a lot there's at one point the interface just entirely crashed the game didn't crash the interface crashed and the only way i could get it to play on was to uh, quit out the game and come back in luckily it auto saves fairly often so i didn't lose much progress but i was still 
really frustrated and uh frustration basically describes my entire experience with baron breakfast so far because it's a fun game that i really want to enjoy it's just playing it on switch is too much of a struggle for it to be fun i do recommend oh. the game but i recommend it on steam yeah I, re- I really fancied it but i've i've heard a lot about the issues with like the controls and the uh, ui and everything when you do the um editing the rooms is it a bit like theme hospital it's a lot like that, actually, because I'm right, playing. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing Two Point Campus parallel to this, and actually the systems <laughs> are are pretty similar. It's just you know, uh, Baron Breakfast uses uh, 2D sprite art, and yeah, Two Point Campus is 3D polygons, and I don't think it's really fair to compare them directly because Two Point Host Campus probably has much bigger budget than Baron Breakfast had, mm-hmm. and probably a much bigger team working on it. But really, the difference between the two is kind of sad. How Aww. how simple everything is to do in Two Point Campus, and just how complicated and difficult it is to do in Baron Breakfast. And Rosalie uh, picked up the early access kit to Dreamlight Valley, the new game from Disney and GameLoft. Uh, Rosalie, yep. why don't you tell us about that? I really, 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 really like this game, so I might go on for a bit. You know, it's a shortish um, episode, so that should be okay. So yeah, it was developed by Gameloft, and it's still in early access. Annoyingly, the Switch version, you still need to you need to pay. I think the cheapest one is twenty five pounds mm-hmm. here, which is really rubbish because it's on the Game Pass uh, for PC and Xbox consoles. But you do get like exclusive furniture and um, things to kind of make it worth it. But it did seem a bit weird. It is going to go fully free to play next year i wondered about given that a specific yeah. Date. yeah it's heavily inspired by animal crossing a stardew valley there is like a good mixture of both things in there so it's like a life sim with uh, farming mechanics they even kind of copy the kind of stardew intro where at the start of the game it's like oh you've moved away from a city job because you want a quiet life it's hmm. definitely the way that it's written and marketed is definitely going for that disney nostalgia um, there's like a line where it's like yearning from a pause from life's responsibilities you arrive at a, at a familiar place and your character sees like the well from Snow White and then the pride lands and like a sandbox and then you fall asleep you um, awaken dream light valley hence you know dream aspect what's really cool about this is when you start there's a really 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 good character customization probably one of the best I've seen in a game so far mm. other than like the sims um, you can make your own character, but it shows you defaults, and the defaults have uh, turbans, um, hijabs. Um, you can have a character with, um, is it vertiglio? You know, the skin condition where you have, uh, you have both pigments? Uh, um, vertimiglia? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad at pronouncing things. But I just thought that was really, I don't know, I don't think there's many games where I see you can have like turbans as an option i was just really mm-hmm. kind of like that just instantly was like oh this game is going to be something what's really cool as well when you make your character the clothing isn't locked to specific body types so if you want to run about the valley in a princess dress you can do that regardless of if your character is like male or female presenting which i think is really 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 cool and i hope that's kind of an indication of how a lot of games like this are going to go on kind of going forward. So you can be a princess regardless if you're like a big burly uh, male presenting person or not. And it's, it's it looks really cool uh, if you do do that. So the main, there's actually a plot line to, because 
games like Animal Crossing doesn't really have a plot per se, but they actually no. added like a really cool one to this. So there's like a curse called the Forgotten that's kind of cursed the valley and it's made all the Disney characters kind of lose their memories. And there's these thorns kind of about everywhere. They're kind of like the equivalent to the weeds in Animal Crossing and they're called night thorns and they're kind of also why the characters are forgetting things. You're there to help them regain their memories and join up the characters again and bring characters to the valley. You can get rid of the thorns like weeds by just like pressing a button but there's also bigger thorns that are blocking off new areas that give you access to like new characters and you unlock them by like the game's version of nook miles that are called like is it dream shards moon shards that's it and you save them up so maybe like a big thorn bit will be like you need ten thousand moon shards Ooh. and because it's early access there's no buying currency right now it's all gained in game which I don't think will be the case when it goes free to play. <laughs> but yes, I'm it liking it now. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it will. What's really cool as well, all the characters. So like in Animal Crossing, you know, you can get a character to live in your area. So you can get a Disney character to live in your valley and their house will be like themed to their character. So um, I recently got Ursula to stay at my valley and her house <laughs> is the same. You know, if you see The Little Mermaid, her like lair that's like that creepy fish carcass thing. Yeah, not, yeah. A, not a happy <laughs> sight. <laughs> no, it's scary. But like you place that in the, in the beach area of the valley and then she has a house and you can go in her house and, and she can be wandering about outside of the house. And it's really, <laughs> it's just really cool. Um, there's a big castle because, you know, it's there's a bit of a... It, the valley kind of has like a Disney park kind of look to it in some parts. And when you get access to the castle, there's all these doors. And these doors are, are access to like realms of specific Disney movies. So the first ones you get access to are Wally, Moana and Ratatouille. You go into these worlds and you're kind of in the movie and you do quests because a lot of this game is kind of like it's a farm sim, but you do quests for the characters and you hang out with them. So I was with Moana, I helped her put her boat together and then I convinced her to move to the valley and I got um, I got Remy to come to the valley and he's opened up a restaurant because of course it's Remy. What's really cool as well is when the characters are in your valley, you get levels of their friendship. So the max right now is level 10. You can max it up by either completing their quest, so they'll ask you to find some flowers or to make a meal because you can. there's cooking in this. Or you can say, hey, let's hang out. And you can do your farming and fishing and just do things and their friendship level will just increase over time. And every level gives you a cool item. It could be something for your house. It can be coins so you can buy stuff in the shop, which is run by Scrooge McDuck, because of course it is. <laughs> and you can buy like Gaston's chair or um, like a tea set that looks very similar to, um, you know, Chip from Beauty and the Beast and things. Nobody sits like Gaston. <laughs> exactly. Um, like Max and Goofy gets you like his hat and things. It's really cool. And because it's like a farming sim, you can fish, you can grow vegetables, you can forage fruit and wood. Um, the wood you can do, you can craft your own furniture or items. Again, like kind of like New Horizons. A lot of the furniture, not all of it, is themed off of the movies. Either like specific, like I have Elsa's throne from Frozen. Mm. Or I have like an arcade machine that kind of just has like a Disney aesthetic to it. The cooking is really cool because if you do it in the actual restaurant, you can make some of the characters will just come in and ask you for, to make them a meal. Oh and boy. you can just like, and when you do it, <laughs> uh, Remy's there and he gets really excited. And it has, if you've seen Ratatouille, all the colors that kind of pop up when he's thinking of like 
smells and cooking and things pop up it's really cute you can also cook in your house or wherever there's like a stove because you, you get a free stove real, later on what i really really like about it is the writing is better than it has any right to be it's really funny and witty so your first character you're kind of friends with is merlin from sword and stone mm. and there's a bit where you mickey asks you if you believe in magic and one of the replies you can pick is i'm friends with a literal wizard <laughs> <laughs> and i was like whoever wrote this like that's brilliant there was another one which was not as funny but i thought was really cool remy says oh i've been thinking lately and one of your replies can be a dangerous pastime, which is obviously like a wee reference to um, the Gaston song from Beauty and the Beast. LaFou, I'm afraid I've been thinking. A dangerous pastime. I know. And I was like, that's brilliant. Like the references aren't in your face. They can be a bit subtle and a bit funny. And it's just so cool. I recently got Donald Duck um, to come to the valley and he has like a little houseboat. Uh, I'm trying to get Anna and Elsa, but they're like an area I still need to like unlock. But it's like, there's actually like puzzles and quests. The curse went all weird and I had to go into this cave and I had to get gems of a certain color because there's mining as well. And then I had to get certain vegetables and plant them in, inside the cave and I had to do all these things. So it's like adventure game, life sim and a farming sim. So it's kind of like if Animal Crossing actually had like a story in, in it. And it's, oh, it's just really cool. The music as well. It's not repetitive and annoying because I feared it's Disney. It's going to be like the Disney songs on a on a loop. Because <laughs> um, uh, I love Kingdom Hearts, but the Birth by Sleep, there's a Cinderella world and they play Bippity Boppity Boo, but it's the shortest, most horrific loop in the world. So I had this fear. But instead, they've done these really like soothing, calming arrangements that are really lovely and just like they're not they're just not very in your face they're very just in the background and it's really relaxing because the game syncs up to your time zone as well like animal crossing so if you're playing it at night the game is at night time so it's, a, it's on a 24-hour clock too yeah, yeah so it'll play a nice relaxing version of like the um tune from ratatouille that's kind of been memed uh, lately and things and it's just like and when you recognize some of them you don't really recognize them at first and you're like oh it's that's a little mermaid tune there's also like a kind of battle pass per se in it where it's mm. all pixar related and if you do all the quests they kind of have things like you know in um animal crossing it's like if you do a certain thing then you got nuke miles they have this where if you plant certain vegetables then you get you get the um currency but there's a pixar specific one and then you get a, like pixar items for your valley so you can get Coco's guitar and you can get, um, there's like little squirrels and stuff that run around and you can make them wear Mr. Incredible's outfit for whatever reason. So my squirrel right now that's running around my valleys dressed like the Incredibles. Mine did crash and it still crashes and they did a patch update and they said it wouldn't and it still is. Yeah. But the autosave is so good I maybe lose like 30 seconds of progress. Oh, that's it's good. Not, yeah, it's not really annoying and the, the official Twitter is really like active and really like nice and they obviously whoever's running it they're showing that they're actively doing things because it's an early access so obviously people reporting playing it is kind of like you're testing it but it's not frequent enough that it's really annoying me i do think if you want the best experience i probably would say play it on the pc because it's it's a very beautiful game and it does look better on the pc but it's still it runs really well on the Switch. It's quite graphically demanding, so I thought by going in different areas there'd be loading times and there isn't any. 
the only other than crashing the only issue i had is like a character would be like oh the rain's really bad and it's like not raining <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like all right mate <laughs> that takes me out of it yeah um but i think that's just like something they're gonna fix later on it's just i am genuinely enjoying this more than i have new horizons on the switch like majorly but like i grew up with like the disney renaissance period and i like disney movies so it's obviously if you don't have a bit of nostalgia for disney in any way i don't know if you're gonna if someone would enjoy it the writing and stuff is still good enough that it's just it's just nice it's just lovely it's really pretty it's funny there's like quests and stuff. like i'm really excited about what's gonna come because they announced that the toy story is gonna be added to it you can take selfies with the characters as well and when you do they kind of they recognize it and they pose and it's just really funny to be like goofy like does like a silly thing or scrooge mcduck does a silly thing it's just i just really 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 like it it's it's actually probably a game of the year contender for me and it's not even <laughs> properly out yet but again i really like doesn't count farm- <laughs> yeah i really like disney and i really like farming sims so <laughs> you know take that and you know process that if you're a big disney fan then it's like a no-brainer to be honest life's full of tough choices in it i just think it adds when new horizons i would get bored because there wasn't like a plot element oh the one thing it definitely does better than new horizons because it annoyed me in animal crossing i would always be like right where is this character you go to the house they're not there (laughs) you spent ages trying to find them in uh, dreamlight valley the the map shows you where the characters are in real time Hmm. and if you select on them a little magical like line comes up and it takes you directly to them and it's really, really handy because Ursula swims, so she'll go under a river and she'll pop up on the sea on the other side of the map. So it's really handy for people like her. There's just little things in it where I'm like, oh, Animal Crossing, you could do that. The only thing is when you get furniture for your house, which of course is all like Disney themed and things, there's not really an interactability to it. So you can't like turn on the TV or something like an Animal Crossing, but I imagine that's probably something they'll update later on it's just like a a given that animal crossing have been doing that where if you select an item something will happen or a sound will come out of it it just adds a bit more when you're doing up your house and that the editing the house is actually better than in this than it is in new horizons everything is just very streamlined you can make your own clothes as well you get pictures of disney characters and you can enlarge them and design your jeans and everything it's i'm very surprised about how good this is because it's game loft so i was like "Uh oh so yeah. now I'm even more intrigued about the kart racer because that might end up being really good as well. Oh, well, we'll see. It's supposed to be out any time now. Yeah. Hopefully that one will just launch and won't have uh, pay-to-play early access. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit dodgy, but I, I, I gave in. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. But no, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. I think it's something I'm going to play in the background on my Switch probably constantly now. Is it something you can play just a little bit every day? Or that's a that's a bad yeah. way to ask that. Um, is it like Animal Crossing, where like you eventually you hit a point where there's not a lot more you can do except just, you know, walk around waiting for RNG stuff to happen? Or is it like Stardew Valley, where like it resets every 20 minutes or so and gives you new things to do yeah i haven't i've played a lot of hours into it and i haven't had the characters do sleep but not frequently Hmm. there's i might be at a point where there's still like lots of things to do so i don't know if people that have been playing it for like 
hundreds more hours than I have. Maybe I've reached a point where it feels like there's not more you can do. It feels there's more there and more going on constantly. There's always quests. There's like a ton of things. I I, I would be amazed if someone's done absolutely everything and there's nothing to do, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I'm in a Disney mood, right? It's, it's made me want to watch all the movies again. It's just, it's just really cute and fun. And oh, I really like it. It doesn't have co-op. I think when they probably will add that, that will just kind of put it over another level because I keep wanting to send an item to somebody because for their, you know, for a quest and I'm like, oh wait, we can't do that. But if they add that and I think they mentioned that they want to, that'll just kind of, oh, it's so good. I like that it's not just pandering to like princesses and stuff. Like all the villains can come and stay. Like Scar is in it. <laughs> you can have Scar just live you can have all the villains. You could just have a valley of villains I'm if you so if you probably wanted to. I'm sure there's a large segment out there who are just going <laughs> to lean into that. Because you can edit the valley as well. So you can, if you want to place all your Disney items like in the valley and not in your house, so you could make it all look really scary and cool. Mm. The only thing, like we talk about Scottish accents, whoever's voicing Scrooge McDuck, you're terrible. <laughs> um, Disney, please hire. I know the original voice actor wasn't Scottish, but he was great um and i know that not david Tennant still yes. doing it no because it's yeah. not he's wearing the old school outfit not the reboot outfit right um, a lot of the voice actors in it are the original ones because this was actually pat carroll who was the voice of ursula this was her last ever role she did before she sadly passed away so there is a lot of original people in it and i know the scrooge dot guy is no longer with us either but you could have hired a scottish person <laughs> Because he says like, oh, you canny, blip, blip. And I'm just like, <laughs> You canny do that. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it's always like, obviously an American person doing it. And I'm like, no. At least they write it like, this text is like, got Scots words in it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But, mm. <laughs> but yeah, I could go on about this game forever. But um, it's really, really good. Cool. Sounds good. Um, probably would have started it by now, but I'm trying to save all my energy. Like we got Harvestella out in a couple months. Yep. Uh, sounding like that's actually more an RPG than a farm sim, the more I'm hearing about that mm -hmm. game, but well, we'll see what happens. And next year, I want to start playing all the Rune Factory games, starting from the first one, mm. going back to DS. So I'm kind of trying to not bear myself down with too much farm and life sim stuff right now. Yeah, there's a lot. Burn myself then, out too soon. Yeah, and then there's also like near automata coming out in the switch and crisis core coming out in the switch and bayonetta 3 coming out and it's like oh murgered those don't have anything to do with farming i'd be fine with those no no, no but it's just there's a lot to get through <laughs> in the switch right now those don't even begin to pressure me <laughs> <laughs> i'll probably still go back to play stardew valley because nothing nothing will ever top that in my opinion stardew valley 2 <laughs> oh well, oh my god don't don't even joke <laughs> or haunted chocolatier if that ever comes out oh <laughs> uh, yeah if that does we probably could do a whole episode on that so it we looks good probably will although it's still yep. years away so who knows if yeah. the switch will even still be a thing then oh good point anyway third game for the week uh was wayward strand that i played it's pretty clearly a game designed for touchscreen devices Know, tablets and uh, phones probably but it runs really well on switch too and that's where i played it and i had a good time with it it tells the story of a girl named casey bomaris she is a journalist for her high school newspaper she's only 14 years old uh, and she is pressured into volunteering at this hospital that her mother is the head nurse at uh, during a three-day holiday weekend 
the unique thing about this hospital is it's actually on a flying ship that's docked on one of the more rural areas of the Australian coast. The setting is 1978, and that's really the only magical thing about this game. It's just a flying ship. It's set on a flying ship. Other than that, it's basically just teenage girl volunteers at a hospital (laughs) over a long weekend and visits all of the patients. That's the entire game. But it's actually really appealing because there are six residents aboard the ship that you can... uh, you visit there's ida vaughn who's like this kind and older grandmotherly woman Uh, kind of bland but you know appealing in her own way there's just not a lot of conflict or drama going on with her then there's neil avery who is this really pompous writer so naturally since casey is a journalist they immediately have a connection and that was actually my favorite relationship in the game and there's tomi hummel who's this really quiet person the game describes her as non-verbal and uh, one thing the game does really well is it doesn't diagnose anybody with any specific problems so it, it avoids you know some of the more tropey diseases like a less elegantly written game would probably just outright say oh tomi's autistic but it doesn't go that far mm-hmm. it just says she's non-verbal and there's other characters like uh mr Proust, who is this austrian older person uh, who survived world war ii by fleeing the country basically and there's a running gag that nobody can get his nationality right some people say he's german some people say he's viennese he's austrian (laughs) Uh, then there's dr bouchard who is casey's childhood doctor who is now dying of cancer and is in a very bad mood about it and then there's esther fitzgerald who is this really superstitious woman who believes in you know, healing crystals and astrology and is in a constant pain, complains about it. There's a whole subplot there about when certain kinds of people, especially, you know, women and people of color complain about pain, they're not taken seriously. And hmm. that is explored in, in not, not super in-depth, but you can see it if you speak with Esther over and over and, and spend a lot of time with her. You can You can see that reality happening to her. There's not a lot of goals in the game, really. Uh, The game runs in real time. Each day takes about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes, and it's just a three-day long weekend Casey spends on this hospital. So you can finish the game in about four hours. What you do is entirely up to you. You can just pick one person you really like and just hang out with them the whole time, although you probably run through all their dialogue options long before your time is up. Uh, You're Really what you're intended to do is bounce between the different people you know exhaust this person's conversation pieces and then take what you've learned from them to another person and that'll expand what they can tell you and there are objects you can look at in each of their rooms and they help they all have gossip about each other especially mr Proust, who nobody can quite figure out what nationality he is there's not really any goals to accomplish except to just get through the three days and and talk to these three people or talk to all the patients uh, there are mysteries that are you're kind of might in, be inclined to think you're supposed to solve because you know Casey is a journalist. That's a really classic, you know, character to make in a, in a narrative style game where they they find the mystery and they investigate it and they they write it all down and they submit the story. It's not that kind of game. <laughs> there are there are mysteries like there's a patient who dies the morning before Casey arrives. You can learn about him but there's no mystery to be solved he's just, he just died because he was an old man 
you can learn about some statues that are in Tomi's room, that there's kind of a, a mystery about those, but eventually you find out what they are and there's really no mystery about it at all. There's just a lot of gossip because nobody quite knows much about Tomi's history because she doesn't speak. At the start, Casey is just really interested in just writing a story about the ship itself. So you can ask questions about the ship. You can find out like large parts of it are abandoned. And there's a another young man who works on the ship who operates the carriage that takes people up to it from the surface. Uh, he, he pokes around in those areas. And again, there's nothing to be discovered. It's just a big part of the ship that they're not using. The end. That's the whole story. <laughs> I describe it as being significant in its inconsequentiality. Like, because there's nothing to it besides talking to people until the game ends. That is the entire game. But it is really well written. It's really well performed. It's got this really appealing kind of storybook appearance to it that it looks like a picture book for that you might read to a child. And it's just a great way to spend, you know, a long evening or three short evenings just playing through it, just seeing what happens. And it's super replayable because there's just enough time in the game to speak to everybody, but you're going to have to play this game at least twice, maybe three or more times if you want to see everything that everybody has to say. So it's got some replayability to it there, but really if you just want to play through it once, I think you'll get most of it out of it, and that takes about four hours. Uh, I really enjoyed Wayward Strand. I think it's one of the better indie games I played this year. That's the one that was in the indie showcase, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, the one that I said had Majora's Majora's Mask <laughs> elements to it. It's not as gamey as that. It's much yeah. more narrative. Like I, I talked about that too. Like we'll find out if like if there's a time loop situation or even if there's something you carry over. Like Casey does write everything down in her notebook, like in Majora's Mask. But when you start a new game, you start with a blank notebook. So there's no 100% completion to chase. There's no blank entries in the notebook you have to fill in by seeing, like, everything that happens at this time of day in this room. Game just doesn't work like that. It's just a game that you play for four hours, and it ends... And then maybe a few months later, you play it again and do things a little bit differently and see what new details you learn. It's That's how you play this game. There's no 100% to chase, which I, I appreciate. Yeah, sometimes you just want like a little experience that's just an experience and not like 80 plus hours of... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I imagine it's a nice break from playing um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yeah, that's my weekend <laughs> for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Still don't know how close I am to finishing that. So what are we playing in the coming week? Rosalie, go ahead. Tonight I'm finishing, I say finishing, I'm playing the Splatfest until mm. I can no longer play the Splatfest. And I'd just like to say that my team is winning. <laughs> so yay. Don't get cocky. Yeah, I know. I probably I've never actually picked a uh, like a thing that's won in a Splatfest. So, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to play more. I don't know if it's finishable for per se, but I'm going to play more of my lovely wife, so I can talk about it next week because it is like a horror, uh, day sim, idol sim thing, and it's really creepy and it's really cool. And it's coming up for spooky season, so it's kind of perfect to play right now. I don't know if I'm going to have time to play any horror games this October. I usually do, <laughs> but there's just too much stuff. Uh, like Shovel Knight Dig, which is what I'm going to play next week. It's the next iteration of the Shovel Knight platformer series. This one is 16-bit graphics. 
or 16-bit inspired graphics, and it's procedurally generated. So you know, hopefully it'll Ooh. be good. Uh, I last Shovel Knight game that came out, Pocket Dungeon, wasn't a big fan of it. It I just got bored with it really quick because it was it was a, a puzzle game, and I just I get bored with puzzle games fast. But this is a platformer, so hopefully I'll like it better. Thanks for listening to this episode of In Focus. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify and other podcast services. Make sure to check out our sister shows, PlayState and Power of X. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively GamePodular community. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube and at GamePodular.com for updates, news and other content. Links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee or become a Game Podular patron. The details for both things are on our website. Thanks. This episode was edited by Andrew, and you can follow them at Play Critically or read their long form reviews at playcritically.com. You can also follow me, Rosalie, at L I L Record Girl. That's at the Record Girl. edit that out sorry the cat is a no no cat stop it okay so yeah you would <laughs>
I can't hear anything, just so you know. Okay, the cat is like <laughs> jumping over everything. He really wants attention. So I'm like, oh no. 